Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Gomo Gomri reporting for duty. Sa! No, I'm not really reporting for duty and you're not really a sir. Uh, episode 18, season one, uh, quite a lot of ground cover. I thought this was a pretty thorough episode. I don't know if it represents a turning of the corner, but um, really stay on task and get stuck in. Again, uh, some trends are emerging. I, I have a tendency to try and antagonize Tim through the medium of song. Um, and yeah, a few odd sort of date points. We sort of celebrate Alan DeGeneres' talk show. At one point, I think Tim says Alan is one of the most fun shows you can go on, <laughs> which <laughs> I don't think is... It's funny to think that that is the sort of take that has aged the podcast. Um, we're cross-referencing the passage of time, uh, the school term in Connecticut. There's a lot of talk about the performance of Keithy by the late Cameron Boyce. Um, so it's sort of an accidental in-memoriam for um, a young, seemingly a great guy gone far too soon. And we also, which is uh, really, really intriguing, <coughs> sorry, to reflect on. Uh, Tim talks about if Grown Ups 3 comes out, we'll do it for two years. An offer which is technically still on the table, but I am hesitant to commit because I think if we, if we just kept doing this sort of thing for three years, that would drive us crazy. No concept that 10 years of the same shit is in front of me. Uh, it's a lot of fun. I hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome along to episode 18 of The Worst Idea of All Time, a podcast in which myself, Tim Batt, and myself, Guy Montgomery, watch the film Grown Ups 2. We do it every week. We're doing it for a year. We've done it for over four months. 18 weeks of Grown Ups 2, a movie clocking in at one hour and 41 minutes and featuring some of Hollywood's heaviest hitters. We've got your Adam Sandlers. We've got Chris Rock. We've got David Spade. We've got David Spade. We've got Steve Buscemi. And not to mention Kevin James. And Tim Meadows. And Mayor Rudolph. Selma Hayek. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Colin Quinn. Andy Sandberg. Taron Killam. Patrick Schwarzenegger. William Forte. Is he in it? Oh, he's yeah. in the fucking... Oh, damn it, now I've ruined it. Shit. Have we missed anyone? 
Almost definitely. Okay. Uh, welcome along to the episode. It's been an interesting watch today, folks. It started out as a grim tale of emptiness and, and emotional depravity. We, we thought that this Arguably was, one of the bleakest starts to the movie we've was, had. We thought it was going to be the worst watch ever, but I'll tell you what, we kept drinking beers. Tim, and we ordered, Tim ordered some, some pizza. We soundtracked the movie intermittently. We'd watch a scene, then choose a song, which we thought fit the scene quite nicely. I took some notes. And we had lollies. It's weird, bit, and weird. so it's turned into quite a magical experience. It's been lovely. And this is the second to last one before uh, Guy Montgomery goes over to Europe for a, a, a brief intermission. Potentially eight weeks. Yeah. Eight weeks of, of podcasting <laughs> across the entire globe, across the equator. We're taking the show international, folks, and we hope that you join us. But let's, uh, let's, I, f- I feel like we've got so much ground to cover this week. Should we rip into it? Well, I think we already have. The first thing that I can recommend if you're going to watch Grown Ups 2 is BYO Mushrooms. Sound... No? <laughs> well, I'd say these are both good options. Oh, okay. Well, you'll want to work. But I was going to say BYO Soundtrack. Yeah. Bring some tunes that you think are good tunes because this movie is so scarcely soundtracked that you can just run a nice little song under a scene that's going on and it adds a bit of zoom. Uh, for example, me and Guy took on the fight scene, which is near the end of the movie today. What did you pick? I picked uh, the Doobie Brothers' What a Fool Believes, and it went really nicely, actually. That sort of slower, sort of, it's, it is slightly cheesy pop. You might know this, oh, what a fool believes. It was too high. Um, we'll just put the, can we? I'll put it in. We'll put this, is it, in. this is it here. That would go with the fight scenes, pretty cool. Yeah, it sort of juxtaposes the action with the the dulcet tones of the the Doobie Brothers. And what did you choose? Meanwhile, I picked a slightly more up tempo and newer number, the theme song from Space Jam. And how does that go? You have to try and sing it. Everybody, get up! It's time to slam now. We got the real jam going down. Welcome to the Space Jam. Space Jam, your chance. Take it's, your chance. At, at the start, yeah. it sounded like you were singing a song by Five. Sound like Get On Up by Five. Hey. Get on up. Listen, man. When you're down, baby, take a good look around. It's a big Space Jam. I know Jam. it's not much, it's a big space but Jam it's fan. okay. I'm going to take we'll that as a on disrespect. Keep moving on anyway. We'll try that Get song next week. Get on up. When the rainy days are flying. Hold on. Keep hold on, on for a second. Trying. Shut up for a second. No, seriously, flying. shut the fuck up. Here's what, uh, spa- here's what uh, Space Jam sounds like. When you let go. Everybody get up, it's time to slam now. We got a real jam going down. Welcome to the Space Jam. Here's your chance, do your dance at the Space Jam. Alright. Gotta hold on it. Keep moving, don't stop rocking. Uh, yeah, anyway, I used to love five. Uh, and another one we did was during the tire scene, the Simpsons scene, we've talked about it at length, ad nauseum through the podcast. I'd say the whole podcast. I don't quite know the definition of the turn of phrase ad nauseum. I know it means when something is To has the been, point of being ill. Like you do I something think, Well, the whole podcast concept is... Yeah. I mean, we should have called it ad nauseum. Tim and Guy present ad nauseum. Ah. You, know? you, li- you live and you learn. We can do it next year when we do it with Grown Ups 3. Yeah, too true. Uh, anyway, we, we played um, Shania Twain, Man, I Feel Like a Woman. Let's go, girls. Worked really well for that scene, for that tie scene. It really did. Well. Also, uh, I took notes as I did last week. I thought it was a really useful sort of um, sort of thing to do in terms of giving us reference points or bits that jutted out throughout the viewing. So 
I'm just going to throw some stuff at you, Tim, and you can tell me how you feel. Please. Uh, the first thing you told me to write down today yeah. was hiccups, hiccups and Higgins. Yeah, I never now, noticed it before. Can you explain what this is? So David Spade's character's last name is Higgins, and he gets referred to just as Higgins for most of the film. And the person who he had the kid with that he didn't know about is only named as Hiccups McGee, and he calls her more often than not Hiccups. So Higgins and Hiccups had a kid together. I just found that interesting. Or maybe lazy scriptwriting. Or maybe I'm reading too much into yeah, it. Yeah, I think that is definitely a product of watching the movie too many times. And it would be interesting if they got married, though, and she, she took his, his surname. Cause, well, no, because her name's not Hiccups. No, not legally. So it's no. just because they couldn't be bothered writing. Like, that's the ultimate laziness in script writing, eh? You yeah. can't even bring yourself to name um, a character. And then the next thing after this, which you sort of encouraged me to write down, which was of interest to me, yeah. not really related to the movie, I'd be interested if you can tell me what prompted it, but you just said sort of about 20 to 30 minutes in, Steve Jobs, in the early days of Apple, wouldn't hire anyone who hadn't tried acid before. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what brought that on? Yeah, it was um, because I announced it when the two boys are considering drinking the beers or not. Well, they don't ah. even consider drinking it. They go, I don't know if I'm ready for beer. They're 17 years old. If you're not ready for beer, guess what? You're not ready for life, mate. Life is going to knock you on your goddamn ass. Well, this comes from a guy. Another thing I wrote down during the film was you said when they said they weren't ready for beer at 17, Tim Bat said, I was drinking beer at 13. Yeah. It wasn't for the podcast, it was more just for you, but you can bring Mate, it on here. <laughs> what a cool dude. Uh, my point being, <laughs> you got to try new things. And my point being, that's exemplified by one of the greatest entrepreneurial minds of our time, what do you, I mean, Steve Jobs. What do you think about Steve Jobs' no non-acid employees policy? I don't surely, think, surely good people come from both of those oh, walks of life. Completely. Like, it's not a universal rule. But I think as a rule of thumb, it's kind of an interesting one. That in the early I days mean, of Apple, he wouldn't hire anyone who yeah. hadn't done acid. Con- considering the success of, of what Apple would become, it is, it is certainly... He was a visionary. And apparently he used to ask people point blank, and they interpreted it as being like... Because if you got asked at IBM, for example, which was like the competing company, if you're a, a computer guy, if you got asked if you'd ever done drugs before, your answer had to be no. But if your answer was no at Apple, ironically, they wouldn't hire you. You know what it's I mean? It's funny. Imagine the, imagine the really talented computer programmer who goes to Apple and they go, have you tried acid before? And he goes, no. And then they go, sorry, you can't work here. And then he goes to IBM and they go, have you tried acid before? And he goes, well, I'm not falling for this one again. I surely have. And then yeah. he gets blacklisted from, from uh, Silicon Valley. God, how many geniuses have we goddamn lost because of the inconsistency in the drug policy? At IBM and Apple. These are the questions, the tough, hard questions that we pose on a weekly basis here at The Worst Idea of All Time. This is where your mind goes when you've seen an Adam Sandler film 18 times. Hey, um... Quick divergence, we're going to go see Blended at some point, hopefully before you head off to Europe, which is the new Adam Sandler yeah, movie when's with it, when's Drew When's this release date here? I think it's out now, isn't it? Oh, hopefully. We're gonna, the Cheap Tuesday boys are going to shout us a trip to an Adam Sandler movie. I don't think they realise the last thing we want to do is be... Like, is yeah, they to keep go saying to, it's a treat. It's not a fucking treat. It's a treat for them. It's horrid. And, and I've seen the trailer. It looks truly bad. I can't remember if I talked about it on the podcast or in person with some people, but I watched Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore being interviewed by Alan DeGeneres on the Alan Show for this oh, movie, yes. Blended. I still haven't seen that until. Uh, it, was, it was really bleak. Like, it was like everyone who was on Alan DeGeneres' couch. And Alan is a really uplifting show. I mean, yeah. she's a fantastic host. Yeah. She, um, she was trying to sort of will some sort of entertainment value out of it. And it was just like... 
it was like it was like Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore had been asked to their partner's dinner party, and mm. like just before they go out the door, they're like, "Oh, do I really have to go?" And they go, "Yes, come on, we'll just stay for an hour, and then we can go home afterwards. It'll be fine." Oh, and man. so it's like watching them at that dinner party where they're going. Uh, Alan is one of the most fun shows I could imagine being on. If you can't even muster but the energy, pro- but to it's promote not about the, the show; it's what the product that they are promoting. No, was. but it, it is a lot like. I'm pretty sure I could go on Alan and sell dog turds and have fun with it because it's could Alan. Could you sell this podcast on Alan? Absolutely, bro. I'd have so much. You come with me, but we'd have such a good time. Uh, what if I? What if they didn't ask me? What if they only wanted you? No, nah, man. I would insist on it. I'd say I'm not there unless you bring in Guy Montgomery, and they'd say we're not bringing Guy Montgomery, and I'd say, well, you only get one shot at Alan. I'm there. Sign what? me up. Sorry, bro. Ah, it's all right. Well, what would you do in that situation? You go on. If Alan. I if I said if they said what. If they see Guy Montgomery, we want to talk to you about worst idea of all time. We've only got room for you on the couch. Tim can't come. He didn't win the Billy T. Bullshit. I've seen that couch. <laughs> no, they've packed it with guests. There's other guests on. Who are you the guests? Works. So here's who we got. Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he's on your couch, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Selma Hayek's there, which Ooh. is kind of why they've brought you yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, we've also got uh, uh, Bill Gates is there to talk about the foundation, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. And weirdly, uh, former President Barack Obama is there as well. So, I'm assu- so it's pretty big. Former it's, president. So this yeah. is happening, what? They've 2017. Discuss- so they discovered the podcast yeah. <laughs> like three years after the fact yeah. and thought, oh, this is interesting. Yeah, you got it. Um, well, I mean, having it set in the future changes the whole tone of the question because we might not even be... F- I'm imagining that within 52 watches of this movie, we will have fallen out. Yeah, fair So fair I'd, just, I'd go and I'd cuss you out on... Oh, really? Because that's a big late. Well, because if, not... if we've fallen out, yeah. it's over some sort of disservice one of us has done. Yeah, but you don't need to cuss me out on international I'm gonna television. Put, I'm going to put spit on it. Dude, there's no need for that. <laughs> even to... now, look at how frail our relationship is. A hypothetical I'm appearance outraged. on the Ellen Show in 2017 <laughs> is threatening to drive a stake through our working relationship in June 2014. Yeah, because I didn't bring up shading you on international Yeah, television. but you also didn't give me the opportunity to bring up the hypothetical that you were in. If I gave that to you, if I posited it to you that we're in 2017 and Listen, I'm at the very worst, I would just go on without you. I wouldn't cuss you out in front of everyone. Well, maybe you shouldn't have done the thing that you're inevitably going to do towards the tail end of this podcast. Shit. But imagine if you got to meet Obama, eh? How cool would that be? I don't want to... Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Talk to him about. Really? You can think of anything? Oh man, it must be so relaxing now you're not president. Yeah, that That'll would be, be a my good conversation own starter. And he'd pick up that ball and run with that. He's a really good conversationalist. Well, it's, it's, part, it's a big not part like of the Jimmy job, Carter. isn't it? As a politician. Yeah. Yeah. Would you rather have, politics aside, mm. would you rather have David Cunliffe or John Key over for dinner? Oh, no. I reckon John Key, to be honest, politics aside. I feel like he's, he's just like, he'd, he'd be a better time. Cunliffe is so guarded. I feel like he's so isn't guarded. That, isn't all that the time. a success of the image that John Key has projected? Yeah, it completely is. Yeah. Well, or is it? I don't know. I mean, I know that we have a big listenership in Great Britain, um, uh, not to mention South Korea. And Turkey, so I think we should maybe move Quick off. Quick shout out to our listeners in w- Cyprus. We should move over from local politics. No, hold on, let's name check all the countries. We're that alienating we're the listeners anyway. So as 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 it was greatly received last week when I um documented all of the lines afforded to Braden Higgins, son of David Spade's character in the film. He had a grand total of twenty, and at the end of the podcast, I pitched the lines to you, Tim, as you'll recall. Hashtag. Summertime. Hashtag summertime. So this week, I have instead uh, documented the lines afforded to Keith Fader, son of Adam Sandler. Keith me! Uh, possibly my least favourite, Tim's probably second least favourite character in the film. Yeah, second to Of last. course, Donna is the least. We all know that. Hey, just a quick favorite. shout out to all the countries listening. New Zealand. Woo! You, the United Kingdom. Woo! Australia. The United States. <laughs> Other regions. Yeah, Canada, France, Belgium, the Republic of Korea, Morocco. Who's in Morocco? I don't know anyone in Morocco. Look, this is something we should do in, 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 pri- yeah, sorry. in private. Um, so, okay, let's hear it. Keithy's Ke- So, Keithy. So, Keithy, son of Adam Sandler. Um, d- d- should I pitch it? I mean, why don't we do... Why don't we do a top three of these lines? I don't think we should run through all the lines again. Okay, so 22 in title. Um, okay, you can just pick three because you wrote them down so you'll be more familiar okay. be across them. Uh, these are the lines I imagine when he combed through the script and highlighted the lines that he, he had been given. These are the ones which jumped out and said... And I'm sorry to railroad you just before you start, but 22 is not a lot of lines. I thought he had way more than that. I know, well, he starts off hot, but then right. there's huge swaths of the film in which he, he doesn't appear at all. Right. 22 is only two more than Braden Higgins. I'm yeah. wondering if there's a formula wherein all of these periphery characters only get between 20 and 25 lines. This arcs back to the tax write-off scenario that I posited early on in the podcast. I reckon maybe if you go over 25 lines, you have to pay them an extra amount of money. 
I feel like we, we could be stumbling into one of the greatest conspiracy theories Hollywood's ever seen right now. Let's hear our top three. Okay, our top three. I was trying to avoid a big idiot trying to hurt me on the bus this morning, but he wouldn't leave me alone. So there he is being sort of standoffish, afraid, and fair enough too. Uh, then here's a sign, sort of him being a bit goofy and aggressive towards his older brother, uh, Greg. He's the chicken who asked her out, Dad, because she's the hottest girl in school. And Greg is fugly. And then Adam Sandler goes, so what? He's fugly. All the men in our family are fugly. But that doesn't stop us from getting the hot chicks. chicks. I mean, look look at your mother. You mean look at your mother. That doesn't make any sense. Only in like a Hollywood movie. Okay, and uh, top top line. Drum roll, please. Um, Yeah. One crazy ass one. There's a little acting tick that Keith has. And every time he says crazy... His arms go wild and he flails them by his ears. Like he doesn't have any control over his limbs when the word crazy is involved. Yeah, one crazy ass one. Uh, which is, of course, when at the very start of the movie, the deer is running wild through the house. And uh, uh, Becky explains, I just let the door open in case any animals mm. wanted to come in. But one did. And then that's, that's right. Says, now, and for yeah, those of you at this point in the podcast are thinking, Tim and Guy, stop ragging on the movie. It's a fine movie. Uh, this isn't my shining light. We'll get to that right afterwards. But this is a triumph of the film. Yeah. Uh, at one point when Chris Rock is being a negligent, not only employee to the cable company he works for, but also to his mother-in-law. Yeah. He has one job on the day that the movie set, Friday the 21st of June, 2013. Yeah, we is, paused it, bitches. We paused it on his Which watch. is to install cable at his mother-in-law's house between the Friday. hours of nine and four. Uh-huh. And he sits, he sits outside and waits till it's 3.59 and doesn't do it. Anyway, that's aside the point. We did pause it. This is the point, is that we paused it. We paused it on his wristwatch. We paused it on his wristwatch, and then we said, Tim said, wait a minute, was the 21st of June last year even a Friday? So I checked my calendar, and yes, it was. Well played, grown-ups too. Moreover, though, Tim said, well, do we know that the state holidays in Connecticut time out with that time of year in June? Is that the end of the school term? So which I, is the last I googled day Connecticut... Space term holidays yeah and this year the term holidays have fallen on friday the 20th of june which tells me that last year yeah. in 2013 they absolutely the last day of school would have fallen on friday the 21st of june so they fucking nailed so this. fucking well played grown-ups too. yeah like there's a lot of shit that you fucked up in this movie and a lot of lazy script writing but i'll tell you something you saw the convergence of the end of the school term heading into summer and a friday and you picked up that ball and, and you, you cashed in the ball right. to mix a metaphor. And I'm proud and I'm proud of you. Uh Tim, now it is time for your shining light. Well, I'm so glad you asked. Remember that scene at the start of the movie where uh Becky and Bean, who are um Kevin James's kid and Adam Sandler's kid, uh ride off on their bicycles? Yeah. Well, if you look behind Adam Sandler in, in that sequence, uh the plant that's behind him looks a lot like a weed plant. <laughs> like marijuana. Is that really Looks like it? hemp. Yep, that's my shining light. <coughs> it was a toss-up between that and all of the caps that Adam Sandler wears in the movie. But this you, week I've gone you with also, the hemp You plant. asked me to sort of suggest to you uh, Becky wearing her Jan Sport backpack. Yeah, I told you to write that down. Was that just a trigger for the for the hemp? No, plant? it wasn't. I changed it after, because like, I saw the backpack first. My original shining light of the movie this week was that um, Becky's wearing a Jan Sport backpack, which is a, a fucking quality backpack. It's a good branded backpack. It was They're sort of Herschel good. before Herschel came onto the scene. Exactly. 
And, and there's still, what I like about them is Herschel has taken a particular space in the backpack market where they're a little bit more expensive, but obviously high quality and they look the I tits. I, I think they, more, still they more look the tits than they are high quality. I got a Herschel, I got a Herschel backpack. How the, did it the seam, the, it's, the seam is at the top part is sort of coming apart. After how like how much use? Like, how much wear? Like a year and a half of reasonable wear. Because, I mean, you're not fucking hiking in it or anything. No. I can't have been subjected to It's just wearing it around. I was wearing it a lot. I was overseas. I was wearing it, like, most days. Mm-hmm. But still. I feel like a, a Jan Sport would hold up to more than a year Absolutely. and a half. Absolutely. That, that's what I love about Jan Sport, man. What, you spend 30, 40 bucks on a backpack. That thing will last you three, four years. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my shining light was, was a, it was an extra. Um, it's a scene where the principal is announcing the end of term and sort of saying education doesn't run to a set schedule uh which is i mean a great message and obviously a takeaway from the film uh for, for, for any a, any a any, any high school students listening is, is education or tertiary students doesn't run to a set schedule it's a i mean it, you're constantly learning and evolving as a person uh, even right now as you as you listen to this this in some way will be informing your your personal makeup and 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 I think what I'm trying to say is that every every and I learned this from a guy named Simon Pound, very intelligent guy. He said every dollar you spend is a dollar towards the world you want to live in. So as a consumer, you have to make a conscious decision that every time you give someone or some company a dollar, hmm. that's you essentially giving them a vote that says this is part of the global economy in which I I want to exist. Where did we start from with this? Uh, So my shining light was there was an extra in the background of this classroom Mm. and the the principal was saying that it's the start of summer and she was kicking her feet up and down heaps with excitement. Like she was just... She was either in character or really excited that they were about to finish shooting for the day. (laughs) But she was kicking her feet with reckless abandon and I thought, good on you, teenager. How does this relate to the democratic nature of a free market consumer society? Oh, it doesn't. I got slightly sidetracked oh, okay. in the middle of the shining light. Now. Do you know what I like about that scene is that they've really gone to great efforts to paint the teacher as a real peacenik. Like, he, there's an American flag that instead of having the stars and the stars and stripes, it's got the peace symbol and stuff. And there's just a lot of... And again, the set dresses on this movie, mwah, amazing, 10 out of 10. There's, like, so much detail that's gone into that classroom to really just elevate his character with a lot of just little little touches. Yeah. And, you know, one thing we talked about a lot during this viewing was how well this movie is shot. Like, the DOP in this movie, and I mean this completely genuinely, hats off to you, mate, because... Everything's fine. We know you're listening. Really well. We know you've been waiting for the compliment. I, I know you've Tip been of the hat to you. So whoever the DOP is of grown ups, too, and I really mean this, you worked on a terrible, terrible film, but you really brought the noise with what you did. Okay, Tim. So well done. Now it's time for a guessing game. Is this a line delivered by Keith during Grown Ups 2, or is this just a line I've made up? Here okay. we go. Here we go. I'll close my eyes. Here we go. Leave me alone. That is from the movie. And it is... It's when he's talking to the bully with the Mariah Carey haircut. Which bit is it? Is it on the bus? No. Oh, okay. It's when the bully is stabbing the crutch into him. And he says it very off mic. So you're trying to trick me with that. And it's, he's almost in the back of the shot during the party scene near the end of the film. Right or wrong? Well, if he does say it there, I might have missed it. Oh, was, damn it. He Did said you make that, it up? No, no, I didn't make it up. It wasn't the movie. Oh. It was on the bus. 
on the way to school. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, that's uh... anyway. I think one. I think one is the right number for that game. It doesn't really <laughs> doesn't really work. It doesn't really a, work unless you've really seen the work film eighteen premise. times. Um, now there's been some talk about Grown Ups three recently, and I'd just like to say and reiterate my and guys' commitment that if it does come out, we'll be watching it once a week for two years. So if that, doesn't get it a, if that doesn't get it across the line, I don't know what will. Right? We, <laughs> We've talked about this. We have not, we talked, have not about talked about that. We have not talked about it. I just sprung it on you now. Um, I mean, I'd do a year. Would you, but would you do two? That's I, actually a big chunk of life, eh? I wouldn't do two. Because <laughs> that's like I'm marrying myself to you in some weird way. Yeah. You know, and it's not that we're not getting along, but... You know, pertaining <laughs> to so what funny. came up earlier in the podcast, I, I do forecast some sort of falling out yeah. by the end of the, the experience. Now, Tim, before mm. we go, one last thing I'd like to touch on. Uh, mm. before In between watching the movie and recording the podcast today, we watched deleted scenes. Oh, they're available, on, they're available yes. on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, there was about six minutes of them. And it's hard to tell whether or not it was because it was a variant on something that we'd seen so often or something else. But they cut a lot of the best gags. Fuck yes. Like, I was shocked. And, and you're right. It might be just because it's fresh and we've seen the rest of the film 18 times. But the stuff they cut was fucking funny. It was gold. Namely, one scene involving Officer Dante and Officer Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> Listen to that. So Tim Bat is just laughing at the oh, memory of it. We're not going to no. tell you about it. If you want to see it, you have to look it up on YouTube and see for yourself. Um, I'll give you one clue, though. Shaq screams into um, a, a uh, detained what's child's name? face. What's his name? Brayden Higgins. Brayden Higgins' face. Can you dig it? Right into his fucking face. It's so funny. It is. God damn it, it's good. And also, there's a great crack that Mayor Rudolph makes, which I think is the best delivered line that I've seen him make in the film, and unfortunately was cut from the is film, it? obviously. Even Penny, um, could, even give Penny her, could give her, her husband, husband a boner in, boner in one of these. Yeah, which she's referring to a dress. Um, it is actually quite a saucy dress. I mean, I think they cut it because I'm not saying the film doesn't have a confused tone, but that was what, that was <laughs> yeah. what might have pushed it over the yeah. edge from a PG to a PG-13. Yeah. Look, um, we've covered a lot of the ground tonight, and as Jeremy Wells would say in Eating Media Lunch, and that's our show. Thanks so much for joining us on The Worst Idea of All Time, episode 18. It's been a pleasure having you along. My name's Tim Bat. My name's Guy Montgomery. Remember to like the page on Facebook if you want regular updates on how depressing our weeks are. Who sounds desperate now? We'll see you guys next week. Remember, live every moment, love every day, yeah. Because before you know it, your precious time slips away. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.